this time, okay? I'm through with that. I mean, all I do is I, I sit around all day, I veg out, I watch TV, I smoke pot. No, 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 no Kevin Costner speeches, all right? Let's just go. Listeners, I'm Chris, and I'm a passionate knitter. And I'm Kate, and I take foosball way too seriously. And welcome back to the weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. (laughs) Here's where we review different horror movies every week, and we discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. For those of you who are just joining us on episode three for some weird reason and don't know how this works, we are going to spoil... First of all, go back and waste three hours of your life, (laughs) and then... Recognize that they're going to be get never get it back. There's going to be a lot of spoilers happening today. Um, today's actually a good one if you don't care about spoilers because it's a very campy, stupid movie that it doesn't matter if you've seen it. <laughs> Way or to not. give it away! It's perfection. If I'm going to just jump straight to it, but you don't need to have seen it to enjoy this <laughs> podcast. Don't you agree? So true. It's true. And so today, basically, we're going to do really we're going to do Idle Hands. Idle Hands is a 1999 cult horror comedy about this stoner teen who gets really high all the time and then his right hand gets possessed and he goes on a killing spree. (laughs) And that's really all you need to know. (laughs) It's It's pretty phenomenal. It's just as good as it sounds. But we should should introduce ourselves a bit before we go into that. Yeah, yeah. If you're new to this podcast, um, like we said, I'm Chris, and that's Kate. Yeah, that's me. Right over there. Um, we're both veterinary students, but we live on opposite side of the country. I'm in Oregon. She's in, I don't know. You know exactly where I am. The deep south, I I'm guess. I'm in North Carolina, <laughs> sir. That is not the deep south. That is a medium south at best. <laughs> it's a medium hot sauce when you go to like a family-friendly restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's medium, medium <laughs> to mild. But we don't see each other very much. Um, like we haven't, we, we haven't don't see seen each other. Each other so in, we do this as a surrogate yeah, for our actual friendship. We haven't seen each other in two years. Um, and whereas most people would <laughs> just let go at other. that point, <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> do no. a podcast with me, even though you hate horror movies. Yeah. That's the, that's the kicker people is that Kate loves horror Love films them. and I despise, despise them because <laughs> they're scary and I don't like being scared. I don't like feeling <laughs> unsafe <laughs> why are you friends with so, me so oh gosh <laughs> i have no idea some sort of stockholm syndrome it's a little bit of stockholm syndrome anyways <laughs> anyways so this week we watched idle hands um the pinnacle of horror from the 1990s <laughs> if anyone's no. gonna be honest about it i don't really know how to classify this film i think it's like it's campy horror comedy 90s bad yeah (laughs) what so what does campy mean to you to me campy is like over the top in a somewhat self-aware way that is just focusing more on being entertaining than being actual scary yeah like i I would agree this film is very self-aware in the sense that it's not trying to be serious (laughs) it's not pretending to be anything that it's not it's it's basically garbage. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> kind of is. No. So before going into this film, I was like, well, I'll do a little bit of reading, but not too much because I don't want to spoil anything. And th- this film has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. A whopping Tomatoes. one okay. six. <laughs> 
16%, which I don't think I've ever seen a film that's 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think it's IMDb was what? It was like 2.4 Which is pretty bad because everything on IMDb has seven. Everything. Yeah. Like The Godfather, <laughs> seven. Every film. Cats versus Dogs, seven. Okay, Cats vs. Dogs is a phenomenal It's a phenomenal movie. Film. We'll we'll watch that later. <laughs> we'll get to that one at some point. It's very scary. I uh, knew about this movie beforehand, but I didn't know I had never heard of it from like actual interactions with people. Had you heard of it? No. No, I'd never heard of this before. I feel like it's kind of like one of the forgotten weird nineties horror movies. That like is like exclusively yeah, on VHS. Yeah. That's the feeling I get. It, I mean, it, somehow it did go to theaters, though. Uh, but it long. was basically a flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it, but it became a cult classic, kind of. Like it, it still actually sells DVDs. People are still purchasing this movie. Yeah, like more than they were like when it came out. Like incredible. no one really liked this movie when it came out, but now it has all these people who, in my opinion, finally saw the beauty of this movie. Did they see the beauty? Yes, they saw, and so did we. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, I saw something. <laughs> I watched it. So yeah, it has a cult following, but like, it doesn't deserve it. Yeah, oh shit! Not like, it's not like Mean Girls oh, no. or oh, so we're no, gonna fight in this. I one. don't. All right. We probably are because this. I'm sorry. This movie is trash. <laughs> it's so good. And and the critics agree with me. Let me just start there. Oh, my God. Uh, after watching it, I read a. I read pretty much every critical review. None of them are even remotely positive. So you went into it biased. I mean, I, Oh, no, I watched, I read the reviews after, mm. okay, I didn't want to spoil it, but I read it after and I pretty much agree with everyone saying that, I mean, this film was made for high school, junior, sophomores, you know, bro-y kind of douchebags who like get off on really ridiculous humor, you know. That's me. It's got, it's got kind of like that. That's why yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's totally you. I, I totally understand why you like this movie. It's kind of like a kapow kind of uh, oh here's this awful ridiculous thing right in your face kind of movie and you just have to roll with it and it starts out like oh my gosh it does not give you a moment it's peace oh, it's so it does not good. give you the chance to catch your breath right at, right at the very beginning it just hits you with this ridiculous scenario <laughs> of the oh my gosh the main character anton what a piece of crap he is. He's delightful. And that's the point, right? It's the point 90s is that he's a piece of crap. 90s gap-toothed heartthrob, Devin Sawa, gives us the best. Is he a heartthrob? He was. Is he a heart? Was he a heartthrob? Yes. Pe- pre- were people like yes. actively attracted yes. to him? man? He was like a, like, like a big deal. It was like, Can't relate. Devin Sawa. Well, no, because this movie is so dated. But like maybe if we were like I don't know, 15? I don't know how old you have to be to actually appreciate this as a teenager in the night. <laughs> Instead of five, like I actually was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I Okay, so I knew about this movie from r slash horror, which is a subreddit that is colloquially known as Dreadit. And it was literally just someone posting oh on gosh. there saying, hey, does anyone else like idle hands? And like every post on Dreadit has like, I swear, like, 50 likes max, like, 50 upvotes. And this one had, like, 1,200. Is that not a it lot? It had oh so many. God. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to click on this. And I saw the quote, and it just said, look at me. I'm Leatherface. And I was like, okay, what if we watch this movie? Oh, my gosh. 
it has like a really strong cult following. And it's like what you were saying with like it wasn't very popular when it came out, and by wasn't very popular, it like grossed like five percent of its budget. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like now, like everyone's buying. It. Okay, not everyone. Everyone is a gross over. Everyone's buying it. It's the new thing. Liter- it's a household name. <laughs> Carry it around in your backpack. You're not. You're nobody if you haven't seen this film. You are nobody if you haven't seen this film. That I agree with. I disagree. <laughs> like, at what? How do, how do we qualify? cult followings for films you know like do you have to be one of those 12 weirdos who really love a film do you have to form an actual cult to to be to consider yourself a cult film like mean girls is considered a cult film too yeah and i don't know how i feel about that just because it's not like literally everyone has seen mean girls if you haven't seen mean girls what are you doing (laughs) join us on our mean girls podcast (laughs) (laughs) coming soon October 3rd. Oh, my gosh. We should do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like this movie. And then that. Unironically, I love this movie. Do you really hate it? I like this movie, ironically. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh, it's a masterpiece. No, it's like, it's very self-aware, like we said. Like, it knows exactly how stupid and ridiculous it's being. It's like, we're going to put a guy with a possessed mm-hmm. hand. He's going to be knitting. There's going to be a guy with his head in his arms. <laughs> he's going to be smoking a bong. And then there's going to be a guy next to him with a bottle in his head. And he's, like, going to be watching a Rob Zombie <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just throw Jessica Alba in there Jessica to get the people Alba. who didn't actually want to see this film. <laughs> to get people to actually come watch this, maybe. That was that was the first Snapchat, because you sent me that Snapchat that was like, what is this film? And it was the credits. And I just heard, I guess, your roommate in the background go, Jessica Alba! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they got people to because, watch this movie. Because people actually know who Jessica Alba is. And she was really young when they did this She film. was like, like 17. She was a teenager. She could not have actually been famous when she did this, or she would have fired her agent <laughs> shortly after doing this film, I'm sure, because it's trash and she's better than that. No, she's not. I don't know. No, I hope, I think she You're is. You're thinking too much of Jessica Alba, as always. Well, Chris. maybe I am, but Stop <laughs> as talking always, about Jessica always comes back Alba. to this. <laughs> I li- okay, well, I also. But what gets me, okay, but this isn't. Go ahead. What gets me about this film is that it's not even original, you know? Like, I started looking into it, trying to figure out why did pe- why do people enjoy this film? And the whole possessed hand killing people thing isn't even a new idea, you know? Like, there have been there are other films before this had the exact same plot line, like Evil Dead 2, which obviously I haven't seen. Don't ask me oh about God. it. <laughs> and the, the Beast with Five Fingers... A movie called, quote, The Hand. Like, there were other films about hands killing people against their the rest of their body's consent. Right, but there are also movies about zombies, but no one's going to stop making movies about zombies. At least this did something yeah, but like very the- original with it. <laughs> they did it super original. They- nothing, okay. nothing in this film is contrite. Nothing in this film is <laughs> overplayed. That's the point. It's supposed to be overplayed. <laughs> They microwave a hand like it's supposed to be overplayed. <laughs> yeah, and I get that. Like, I get, I get that they they do accomplish their goal, right? They are ridiculous, 
and they're not scary at all. So I don't think that they deserve to be called a comedic horror. I think it's pretty much just comedy. No, it's like a, it's a comedic any... horror. Like horror and like not that you're, you're not going to be able to sleep at night, but there's some gross imagery. It's comedic gore. Yeah. Like there's gory parts, but there's not horror parts. Yeah, but Noth- here's nothing the thing, in this film though, is scary. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. What a rebuttal. All right. <laughs> Case closed. This film's phenomenal. God, I didn't realize. Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. Right, everyone, just so you know, you're listening to the live dissolution of Chris and Kate's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, this people. Is it. Three episodes in and the podcast is over because we can't That's even stand so... each other anymore. All right. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute. I'm going to take a breather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to. I think you should. <laughs> I'm going to walk through. But before through, you do that. What? Yeah, before you do that, how about you tell everybody sitting at home what happens in this uh-huh. film? What's going on? Take take us on a journey and then maybe they will all understand why you're the weird one in this relationship and not me. I've never argued that for a second. But I love this movie and this Fair. is why. So this movie gets off to a very 90s start with punky music and like punky graphics and it's just terrible wallpaper. Terrible wallpaper. It's very 90s. It's great. And then basically this there's this old couple and they're in bed and they're oh <laughs> what? They're like in their 40s, 50s. They're not that old. Give them a break. Old enough. And um so they're old people, they're in bed. And then they get <laughs> murdered very very quickly. And then it turns out it's this dude Anton's parents. And Anton is going to be our I don't know if I should call him a protagonist or an antagonist. He's he's a chaos god. Yeah. You know? Like <laughs> Yeah. He he's he's morally ambi- ambiguous for sure. He's kind of a shithead. So, he's his whole <laughs> role in the movie is that he is like the laziest stoner bro on planet Earth. So his parents are dead and he doesn't know it for several days. For days. He's- he goes days without realizing that his parents are dead. Which I think is really funny. Oh, my gosh. Because you have that bit where he was like, he's, like, walking down the stairs. He's, like, stepping over piles of blood that the cat's, like, licking. <laughs> he's going into the kitchen. There's, like, blood all over the walls. And he's like, Ma, we're out of milk. We're out of dog food, Mom. Hello. Which is, which is so good because he's been walking over these puddles of blood for days now. For days. Now. For days, and then he's making himself a stupid sandwich with mayonnaise and bologna or something, and he's the knife he's using to scoop the mayonnaise is covered in blood, <laughs> like it's actually the murder weapon. How does someone go more than, I don't know, a couple hours without realizing that their house is full of blood and their parents are dead? Marijuana. Or at least gone. Marijuana, or at least the 90s <laughs> the miracles perception of medical marijuana, of marijuana people. Yes. <laughs> But I love it because, like, they drive it home. You're like, is this kid actually oblivious? This is kind of stupid. Do they mean to make it stupid? And then he sits down on the couch and turns on the news. And it's just like, breaking news, string of murders still happening in your house. And he's like, (laughs) boring. And, like, puts on Mr. Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just, oh, my God. It just doesn't seem realistic. Even the most stoner, the most oblivious, dumb, lazy person would notice that the knife that they were making their sandwich with was covered with human blood. Yes, of course they would. But this is idle hands. This is 90s <laughs> this is, comedy. This is another dimension. It's, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. It, okay, you're going to have to drop like your suspension. You're going to have to drop your suspension of like disbelief for like 
two minutes if you're gonna watch a movie about a kid with a possessed <laughs> hand killing people you're gonna have to just drop a little bit of it <laughs> fine but they take it a little bit farther how about yeah what happens <laughs> what happens next well what happens next chris is he runs out of weed no yeah, so he calls finally something to <laughs> disrupt his life <laughs> That's the only thing that gets him to leave the house is he runs out of weed. And then he calls his neighbor, who is Seth Green, and then that kid from Mighty Ducks. And I cannot believe Seth Green was in this film, I too. can. One of the few people I actually... I, I mean, sure, but I don't actually know much about Seth Green. I just know he was that one kid from that 70s show who I hated because he was dating Donna for a while and he was such a piece of crap. You know him from I hate 70. Seth Green. Oh, Seth Green, if no. you're listening, I hate you. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's only, it is exclusively because of your single role in that 70s show, which I could, I found you intolerable. I'm sorry. I find you intolerable, Chris. Right now. Here it is, when people. you're talking <laughs> shit the relationship. Seth it's what Oh, no, you didn't. I love Seth Green. Seth Green was a staple of American film from the 80s through the 90s. Staple? Staple. Mm. He's amazing. Like bread. Oh, my God. I hate you so much. <laughs> Seth Green is perfect. Him in this movie is perfect. His delivery is everything. He takes the simplest lines. Which he has my favorite line in the whole movie, which I will get to because I, I, I laugh too much. And so I need to hold it together until I get there. But just like Seth Green and the stoner Mighty Duck, like sitting like around, like <laughs> like do, doing druggy stuff. I don't know. I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no one, no one ever was like, does this girl, she, she sounds like she knows what the marijuana is like. <laughs> it makes you get possessed in your hand parts. Grass. But they're all hanging around. They're being bros. They're making, like, they have, like, really funny one-liners. Like, whenever Devin Sawa, what's his name? Anton. Anton's like, yeah, actually, I haven't seen my parents in yeah. a while. And the Mighty Duck's like, maybe they're dead. Party at Anton's. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> Little does he know. <laughs> it's so good. Anton killed his parents days ago. Um, Spoilers. Just kidding. Everyone knows that that's where this is going. His hand is possessed. And then we enter... What? <laughs> Enter girl next door character, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. <laughs> oh, who her agent didn't read this script very thoroughly. Or at all. No. And she's got she's like a lyricist. She doesn't she does an okay job. I think she did she did well in this film, but her character is not any better than any of the others. Well, she 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 like doesn't get very good lines. Or, like, a good role. She really She doesn't, doesn't really have a good, like, comedy no. role. And so I'm like, I don't... You're a prop. Bless your sweet little Alba heart. You're a prop. You're the girl next door. I love the way they introduce her. She's riding her <laughs> bike and she drops her book of lyrics. Apparently she's, like, a badass lyricist. With a motorcycle. She's in, like, this intense, like, hard metal chick band, blah. And when he reads oh the god. lyrics and he's like oh my god i love her lyrics they're so good they're so intense and metal and awesome i have them written down they're garbage i have them written down are you ready could you please could you please read the lyrics yeah cuz i rewound it so that i could write them down keep in mind keep in mind everyone that these lyrics are written in this book in <laughs> magazine yes <styles. laughs> they're not actually written she like spent she days took the letters like it's some sort of like a ransom note killer. 
No, it just makes her edgy. It's that nineties like pixie yeah. girl edge. She's grunge. She's grunge. She's cool. She's like grunge, but she's like clean and like you could take it home to your mom. Yeah, she's, still dresses really preppy. She's the dream. All right, I have the lyrics mm-hmm. and I'm gonna sing them because he sings them to no yes, particular please. tune. Are you ready? <laughs> Devil girl with nothing to lose. She's got wind in her hair and come on her shoes. <laughs> Come on her shoes. Oh my god. Do you think it's a metaphor? Yeah, let's explore that for 30 gum minutes. Is actually just her hometown and family like holding her back from her dreams. We are not doing this. Not not again, Chris. Enough <laughs> with Jessica Alba. This movie's holding her back. That's what the lyric is about. Anyway, phenomenal. Moving on, we introduce Vivica Fox who is great in her role as a druidic priestess who is hunting down his hand <laughs> and she she has this I love csi map <laughs> she has that csi map with all the murders taped to it like all their locations she's like but what does it mean she's like wait and she draws a line from each one and makes a pentagram <laughs> Okay, but what I loved, wow, I loved that scene. The thing I loved about that scene, though, was that they not all the murders were there yet. No! She hadn't put them all there. So she then starts putting the dots, and she's like, oh, my God, and then draws the pentagram with the circle around it. And what kills me is she had only drawn two dots, made the pentagram, and then there were two other dots that were already on the map that weren't even Outliers! Don't worry about it! part of the pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... L- <laughs> Literally made absolutely no sense. And then she's like, oh, I got to go. And then she drives off. It's like, where is she going? Which point on the pentagram did this lead to? I think to? the middle point. The middle? Yeah. Which is it a very broad middle, area. Super She doesn't broad. have time like, to think about it. the entire state of Nevada <laughs> or something. I love it. It was everything. Just her like, wait, <laughs> pentagram. I thought it, <laughs> and then she drives off. I thought off. it was great. And then, okay, back to Anton, our hero slash villain, who is smoking, yes. trying to smoke oregano and nutmeg. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe he actually did that. What a piece of crap. What a piece of crap. So he's smoking oregano and nutmeg, puts it in a joint, lets the dog lick the wrapper. It's just, he's just why did, trash. Why did he do that? Because he's trash. And I love it. It's like over the top and stupid. And I just, I love it. And that's when he makes the sandwich with the bloody knife. And he's like, oh, maybe there's murders in my house. Like, maybe that's not a good idea. And like the cat's like eating an optic nerve. And like, yeah, dude, I've been telling Literally you this a long Literally eating time. an eyeball. <laughs> but they do have that really good scene where like, he's like nervous and he's like terrified because there's like a serial killer in his house. And he's like pushing the dog out into the hallway <laughs> that's i hated him for that like it was really was funny cute. but i hated him for how dare you use your innocent little dog as a garbage. shield oh but then it's cute because he's like trying to he like thinks there's a killer outside so he like runs up to his room obviously and like gets under the covers and he's like what are you doing dog get in here get in here he's just a sweet little teddy bear well no yeah he jumps into his parents bed oh that's right that's right and then he looks up and sees the note on the ceiling saying, I'm under the bed. In glow paint. Which is how he killed his parents in the beginning. Like, he was under the bed I th- and dragged them under. I still think it's silly, though. Why did he? Why did you have to be under the bed? Who? No one cares if you're under the bed. What, like, why did he have to 
set it up in a scary way to kill it his parents. It seems very silly. This movie is the silly. just seems Spoiler like it alert. wants to kill people. It's very, very <laughs> silly movie. And for the rest of the movie, like, he's aware of what he's doing, and he's aware that his hand isn't doing what he wants it to do. So why is it that he blacked out those previ- all those previous murders? I assumed he was why high. Was he I assumed they were leaning on the marijuana thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I've never smoked pot either. <laughs> Can't you tell from my personality? <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it doesn't do that. I don't think it would wipe out weeks of memories and just have you like murder your parents without you realizing I, it. I assumed he was like a sleep. But I'm no asleep. expert. Don't ask us. If you have done a drug, give us a call. Can marijuana give make you kill your parents? Give us a call and let parents? us know. Have you killed... <laughs> that should be the new ad in all like the elementary schools. It should. Like, don't do pot. Not only is it peer pressure, but you'll kill your mom. <laughs> I bet it'd work up to a certain point. Up to a certain point, that would work. Do you love Except, your mom? You know, aside from like the... Do you not want to eat her eyeball? <laughs> Don't do pot. Don't do pot. Do pot. Okay, now we're, we're going to enter the sidekicks who are excellent in this movie, especially Mick, a.k.a. Seth Green, who is a treasure, and mm-hmm. we're not going to have another word about that. Except sometimes when he's trash. <laughs> you just, okay. All right. So they walk in and they have this great moment where like Anton's like freaking out and Peanut's like, you got a fever? And he just like pushes an icy up on his forehead. <laughs> and then it says like ant and blood, obviously, like the, they were trying to spell Anton. And then Peanut's like, they were. Yeah, like the dad was trying to yeah. frame his son. Not frame. frame his son, but you know. <laughs> Do you still not buy the? Do you think he was falsely <laughs> I'm still. I wonder if Anton. This is a true actually. crime documentary. <laughs> Fighting for <laughs> Anton's innocence. <laughs> Anton is no way in no way innocent. Even when he like tries to redeem himself by fighting against the hands murderous wills, he's still he's kind still of a kind shithead. Of a yeah. Yeah. But it says like ant and blood. So yeah. The roommate, yeah. the not the roommates, the the best friends, are clearly not understanding that he's trying to tell them that he's in. A, he killed his parents, even when he shows him his parents' dead bodies oh, that's which right. he found inside the Halloween decorations. I love that bit. I love that bit. <laughs> and the what? What is not Mick Nub? Penub. Do, do you pronounce the P? It's, it's P N U B or whatever. Nub. Penub. Nub. Stupid name. Penub. It's a reference like, to an oh, SNL gosh. sketch. He's. Are you all right, ma'am? <laughs> He doesn't notice that her eyes are missing. <laughs> he tries to do CPR. <laughs> but just by smacking your chest. Yes, he's like just corneal like thumping. wailing on it. I love it, but he's, he's like, guys, come in, look. And like his parents' bodies are on the ground. And they just see the MTV music video in the background. And they're like, I love this song. And they're like bumping and grunting. <laughs> and liked that's basically it. the rest of the movie. I it's, love that's it. That's literally the rest I of the movie. I loved it. Okay, anyway. They're like okay, Anton, you did this because you have pretty much had to tell us because we're very deeply stupid. Mick's like, I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. He gets a bottle in his brain. He's dead. He's down. Gets a beer bottle in his brain. Yeah, Anton just kills Anton him. Anton kills him. And that's when we get confirmation that, you know, there's an <clears throat> evil hand involved in case you haven't picked up on that. And then my favorite death of the movie is when Penub is like trying to like run away from him and he's doing it really successfully. And then the hand like grabs a saw and throws it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just grabs a saw blade, throws so it. It's like a ninja it cuts, star. It cuts Penub's head off. But what kills me is that he throws it from the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. He throws it at like a 45 degree angle oh, yeah. or whatever. Probably not that much. Like, I don't know. Throws it up at the angle of the stairs. And then it saws through Penub's head at like a 90 degree perpendicular angle to his neck. Yeah, the hand probably Which did frisbee golf. Which is not possible. <laughs> the hand's really good at frisbee golf. Literally would not have happened. Could not have happened. Are you still arguing <laughs> the realism of this movie? Angle. I'm just saying some small aspects of oh it are entirely realistic. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the possessed hand. We have... we yes, have the most believable component. The most component. believable part. We have Anton who's trying to figure out his hand... It's like a battle of the hands. The hands are like trying to watch different things. His possessed hand wants to watch like creepy shit. And his normal hand wants to watch cartoons. <laughs> about hands. <laughs> about about <laughs> hands. A lot of hand themed horror on television in the 90s. Why was that on, why was that on TV? I don't know. But I love that he's just like, okay, I just murdered my best friends. My parents are dead. All this happened in the span of 20 minutes. I have discovered all of this. I'm just going to watch some Mr. McGill. But right now I need to watch TV. <laughs> I need to take the edge Turns off. Turns out he... He has not improved as a person, <laughs> despite finding out that he's a murderer. He's like, let me just like smoke a bud, watch some Scooby-Doo. Everything will be okay. <laughs> smoke some more oregano. Smoke some nutmeg. Oh, that's right. And Mick's like trying to call the police. And he's like, hey, can you help? I think my friend like ate nutmeg or something. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. I think it's excellent. And then we go to whenever we meet Jessica Alba. He finally gets to meet Jessica Alba. Unfortunately, it's while his hand is possessed. Which is a very predictable but rewarding bit. <laughs> yes, where the hand is like, no, I'll come in. Yeah! <laughs> and Anton's like, no, I really ought to go. <laughs> Hand's like, no, I'll come in. And Jessica Alba's character. Is an idiot! Is name? I don't remember. Oh, no! I'm, <laughs> lest we forget, at this moment, Anton is covered in blood. Covered in blood. And granted, it's almost Halloween, so maybe she just thought it was a costume. No, that's dumb. This- She's dumb. Yeah, she's really, really stupid. She's the epitome of like then, women and girls in high school who meet a guy who's very like has a sign on him that says danger. And the girl's like, wow, you're mysterious. Come in. <laughs> which I just feel like doesn't actually happen, does it? No. Not but, like, I mean, obviously not like this. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's an allegory. Maybe it's. I think the entire movie is an allegory. For what, Chris? Masturbation. Oh, my God. How? <laughs> okay, but follow me here, okay? Because no, the whole I don't movie want is to. about how idle hands are the devil's plaything. Yeah. Which, yeah, has a deeper meaning, which is the whole, you know, if you're not keeping yourself busy, then Satan's going to make you do bad things kind of stuff, you know, way back when, when you had to really work to keep a living or whatever. But, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> No work in here. But it also has just been used a lot in popular culture, I think, as a way of saying, you know, oh, yeah, you're not doing anything with that hand. So masturbation is your only option. What are you talking about? <laughs> Does no one is no one with me? here? That's an organ like, thing. People say, oh, the idle hands are the, are the devil's plaything because masturbation is what the devil wants you to do. And so if you don't keep your hands busy, then you're just going to be constantly touching your junk. I think this is an organ thing. I think this movie's about masturbation. So anyways, oh Jessica Alba invites him up to her bedroom like an idiot. Like an, he's covered in blood. Like an, he's, he's covered, covered in blood, blood, making crazy gestures, like grabbing at he's her through the air. Stuff. 
oh my gosh, yeah. And then when the hand like grabs her ass. And doesn't let go. And the, and doesn't let go. She At first she's like, oh, that's weird. And then she's like, oh, you're kinky. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, the hand's trying to kill you. And she's like, ooh. Ooh. Hot. <laughs> I actually did. I mean, it was a very predictable bit, but I actually did like whenever she's like, okay, let's smooch now. And they're like making out and the hand keeps coming around and trying to choke her. <laughs> and he has to like keep moving yeah. it away. <laughs> I actually thought and that it was And keeps enjoyable. choking her and she just honestly thinks that that's what he's into. She's like horrified, but she's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, I'll try it. I guess I'll try it. <laughs> well, Satan doesn't have a safe word, Jay Alba, so. <laughs> and then... Truly. He has to go home, obviously, and he buries his parents. Now, now he par- now he buries his parents and his friends, and his best friend with his beautiful eulogy in his backyard. In his backyard, and his eulogy just goes, "Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today because you're all dead." <laughs> what a poet! Classic this man is. Anton. I think he got that from her book, from her book of poems. Probably Guns that's definitely shoes. a song. There. That's probably a song title. <laughs> <laughs> but. Is that where it ends? No. No. <laughs> There's yet another twist. Because then his friends start talking to him from the grave. <laughs> Which is, at this point, unsurprising. No, I was like, oh, yeah, just come on. <laughs> More yeah, penub. Yeah, so they, they burst out of the earth. They're 100% zombies. But Mick, do you know why they're zombies? A.K.A. Seth Green. Why are they zombies? They're zombies because they saw the light and it was too far away. Right, yeah. They saw the light of heaven and they're like, eh. They're like, oh, it's playing Enya. <laughs> t- I don't really like Enya. <laughs> oh my god, that was the best part. They're like, yeah, they're playing some Enya shit or something. <laughs> so they just didn't go to heaven. Because it was, it it was t- too, too far. It's too vanilla for them. and Too too lazy to actually walk towards heaven. Incredible. And, then, and they bring that back up later. Yeah, they bring that back up. And so now it's Anton trying to figure out why his hand is doing weird stuff. He assumes it's Satan, obviously, so he visits his friend who listens to metal music. <laughs> because he would know for about answers. Satan. He's like, hey. They're like, who do we know who knows things about Satan? You listen to oh, Rob That guy Zombie. who works on his truck all the time and listens to <laughs> ACDC or something. Hey, side note. What a cliche. <laughs> how do I exercise my hand? But that that's when he... <laughs> how do I perform an exorcism on just my on hand? On just, just a local focal exorcism. And that's get Father Karras up Father in this business. <laughs> that's what he should have done. He should have started small before he tackled the whole demon baby. But oh, that's yeah. when whenever we drop the um, title of the movie, which if you've ever seen a true campy horror film, they have to drop the whole title of the movie. And this guy is like, idols' hands are the devil's playthings. And so naturally, Anton's like, cool, I'm going to start knitting. I fixed it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll just keep my hands busy by taking up knitting. Exactly. And that's when we have that great scene of like, the knitting, the decapitated dude smoking a bong, and then Seth Green with like a bottle in his head, and I'm just, I love it. I, right. I just love it. And then then he's like, okay, I gotta get rid of the hand. The hand's gotta go. He he accidentally kills some cops. He's like, hand's gotta go. So he tries. To yeah, get- yeah. He kills the cops who like bullied him earlier. But I love. I mean, he kills the one cop right by stabbing yeah. him in the eyeball with the, the knitting needle. He goes from ear to ear. But then he ear to ear. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and but then he tases the other cop in the face. Yeah. And the taser melts the cop's face off. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure tasers can't do that. Do you speak from experience? Another you don't know. somewhat unbelievable aspect of this film. <laughs> taser melting. Okay. It just, mm. it just... It just... It doesn't sit right with you. 
No. Okay. No. So yeah, so he kills some cops and he's like, okay, got to get the hand off. So he runs to the kitchen <laughs> and grabs a butcher knife. No, he grabs a bagel guillotine. <laughs> a bagel guillotine. For, I've never even seen those before. They were in my like a thing life. of the 90s. Another one of oh these great gosh. 90s inventions that like doesn't work. <laughs> Clearly doesn't work. Not it's even c- on cut his hands. hand off. Yeah. Then he uses a knife, and then Seth Green's character is like, oh, I got it. And he, like, cauterizes it with, like, a clothing iron, which I think is a really great yeah, touch. Yeah, which was on. It was on was already the whole on. Time. It was ready to go. The mom had been ironing weeks ago <laughs> and then just couldn't turn it off because she was dead. She was dead. If you're going to die, check the iron first, okay? Yeah. There are alive people Have some in this courtesy. World. The hand is very upset. The hand even writes notes in its own blood on the floor saying, wrong move, or bad move, Anton. Bad move. The hand, so at this point, disembodied, has not lost any of its gusto. No. Is crawling around on the ceiling, is trying to get away from him. I love it. And actually, it's the same hand that they used in The Addams Family. Yeah, it's the same actor. It's the same little... It's an actor. Like it's a whole it's this guy and he has like his hand all like done up and then like he's attached to it and he's just like doing little dances with it and stuff all around the place. Incredible. He has cornered that market. Yeah. <laughs> like when people make make jokes about becoming a hand model in their future, like I did. You can't because he's already he's taken the whole He's, he's cornered that market. You Ugh. have to wait for him to die. Or become his what a apprentice. Monopoly. Disappoint your parents. Become a hand apprentice. Become a hand modeling apprentice. And take over this very niche market of horror film. I love it. Backup plan. What a waste of time. (laughs) So they get rid of the hand. He gets rid of the hand by microwaving it, which is a pretty awesome scene. I'm sure Chris thought it was gross. It's exactly what I would have done, though. Yeah, I would have done it, too. like, okay, I have this hand. It's still alive. I have a microwave. That should kill it. That'll do. That's exactly what I would have done. And yeah. And it was gross, yeah, but it wasn't scary. I liked it, but it was like gross, but like very over the top, like spurting blood mm. out of all the fingertips. Like I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us and then he Which, he then he goes away. Obviously he's like, I did it, hands dead. But there's just Well no, then he's like, Oh, I have to go to the dance. The dance, that's right. There's a Halloween <laughs> dance, obviously. There's a he's big like, oh, dance. I gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go meet my new girlfriend. Yeah, he's just he's Handless. been recently dismembered, and he's like, "Oh shit, the dance." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, which, "Incredible," which leads to one of my fa- one of my favorite lines in the movies, where of the whole movie, where Jessica Alba is standing outside in her little angel costume, and he he runs up just disgusting. I don't know how he got a date with Jessica Alba. He's gross and dis- disgusting and terrible. Yeah, why is she into because him? He's so greasy and gross. Because he's kinky. Showed up to her house oh covered gosh. in blood. Hey, guys, if you have nothing to lose and there's just the lady that you love, go ahead and douse yourself in your friend's blood. Show up at her house and do weird shit with your hands. You'll at least get a reaction, if nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> but she's out there and he's like, oh, I, I really got to go back. Just a heads up. Like, my parents are going to get really mad. I made a mess. And she says, you wouldn't stand me up, would you? <laughs> and, <he's, laughs> and he says, not a chance, baby snakes. <laughs> baby snakes. <laughs> Which I've, I You've watched this that movie. that in real life, I, you? <laughs> yes. I watched this movie two nights ago, and I've already used that phrase five times. <laughs> On different people? Yes. They don't notice oh it. They're gosh. just like, okay, cool. 
Not a chance. Yeah, because that's exactly that's totally something you would say. (laughs) I wouldn't. I would not blink an eye if you said, "Not a chance, baby snakes." Oh, I love it so much. And then that brings us to my number one. That that's my honorable mention favorite line, baby snakes. My true favorite line is whenever Mm -hmm. they go to heat up the burrito. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, because the zombie friends are still in the house, right? (laughs) They're still in the house, and they want a burrito. And they're like, "Well, we're hungry." For some reason, you're dead. And Penobs is decapitated. They want a burrito. Incredible. And they're singing that little burrito song. They're excited about the burrito. They open up. They open up the microwave. Oh. Blood's everywhere. Well, first the hand goes flying across the room. They don't really care much about that. They're like, not yeah, they're my like, problem. Oh, what was that? That's no, weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's blood everywhere in this microwave. It's disgusting. And Penob's is like, oh. Yeah, and Penob is like, should we clean it first? Yeah. Before we put our burrito in And while we're at it, we can clean the whole fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) Nick is like, not my mess. They don't clean it because (laughs) because it's not their mess. So they just shove the burrito in the microwave. Gosh, darn it. There's... Monsters, and that's why I love (laughs) Seth Green because that delivery was perfect. It was. I watched that part three times. I loved it. It's almost like that's who he is actually as a person. Oh, I wish I would be friends with Mick. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you have problems. I don't delusional. Perfect. Anyway, they eat this burrito. It's really gross, as you can imagine. A decapitated person eating a burrito (sighs) would be. Well, but no, but they put Penub's head Ugh, back on first. It's really gross. With the weird, like, barbecue fork, fork that you use for meat or something. Said the vegan. The vegan's unsure what this apparatus is. <laughs> Some sort of meat picking up fork. <laughs> <laughs> he stabs that half of it into the guy's head, and then the other half just shoves it down into his neck. <laughs> and then the burrito oozes out of his neck as he's trying to eat it, which is slip. so disturbing. So they duct tape it together <laughs> to keep the ooze from coming out. I think it's great. Repulsive. I think it's, yeah, but that's why it's so great. And it's also like very clearly, they're like, okay, we're out of CGI monies. You can't be decapitated this whole movie. Can we just like tape his head yeah. on? Like they're like, how are we going to fix this? And some intern in the back is like holding out the coffee. He's like, what about duct tape? <laughs> And they're like, yeah. And they gave him a raise instantly. They're like, we might put Brilliant. your name at the end. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I was that intern. It was me. <laughs> okay, back to Vivica Fox. <laughs> because I yes. forget I forget over and over in the movie that she's in it. But she's in it. And she's, um, at, she's at the bowling alley, I guess. Because, like, if you're suspicious of a town and that there's someone being possessed. That's where you, you go. You go to the bowling alley. Which I guess the whole point yeah. of it is like the, but it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so the whole point of this movie is that the laziest human being ever is who gets possessed by like this demon seed or whatever. Yeah, and and she, the druidic prince, she sort of explains yeah. that. So I guess you just pick the laziest sport. <laughs> you just roll a ball. And, I'm oh done. snap! Oh, <laughs> bowling is what the lazy people. I'm gonna do. get I so see. many angry emails from bowlers. So many angry emails. That's not. I would not have gone there. I would have gone to. Uh, where do lazy people hang out? I would. I would have gone to like one of those twenty-four hour like adult sex shop places. Because this was the nineties, right? Twenty-four you, you hours. Have to, like. Yeah, I assume. 
you know, you know when you're on the highway and there's like those weird uh, it says adult shop in let- yellow letters and the whole thing's black yeah they have to are they 24 black out hours the and stuff? i don't know kate i feel like you'd have to be pretty brave <laughs> to go there at like 1 a.m i don't think lazy people would go there but like that's where they would go because, uh, as I alluded, this whole thing is just an allegory for masturbation. No, it isn't. You're so dumb. And how it leads you to kill your parents. Oh my God. <laughs> but people don't know Anyways. this movie was actually sponsored by the Catholic Church. <laughs> Little known fact. Unlike The Exorcist. <laughs> like we don't like that one. We like this one. Good, clean Christian this one's messages. Realistic. <laughs> it's real. All right. Hey, hey. Hi. So anyways, she's control. at the bowling alley. She meets up with the guy who knows about the devil because he listens to Metal Kiss. Music, yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we should and team he tra- up. And he puts the flirts on. <laughs> and he's like, why are you and here? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm hunting this demon that possesses hands. I'm a druidic priest sworn to fight an evil force that possesses the laziest fuck up it can find it will kill as many people as possible and then drag a free soul into the netherworld and then he's like wow you know i know this guy and his hand's been acting kind of weird he just accepts that at face value he's like got it registered check out this dude druidic priestess also what are you doing on friday he's like this is my one in brilliant (laughs) okay so so then anton goes to the dance yeah to meet up with jessica alba yeah, who still hasn't gained Priestess her hot sense on his of logic. Tail. Oh my god! That oh no, he has. He bitch. hits the druidic priestess first, right? With with the guy's truck. Yes, with his Ford. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, he's concerned about his Ford the whole time. Yeah, the rest of the movie, the guy's like, "Ah, oh, don't let him scratch my car." And then he gives Vivica Fox really, really creepy CPR. He's like really eager to do it. <laughs> Very creepy. Well, he just he just breathes into her, right? Once, and then she's one time. alive all of a sudden. One time. Why can't CPR ever be accurately portrayed? Because on no a one TV wants show? to watch someone do that for 20 minutes and then have them die anyway. That's why, Chris. <laughs> well, they don't have to do it for 20 minutes. <laughs> but the breaths don't even help, really. They don't really do <laughs> Anyways, I'm. Oh my gosh, no, there was a movie. Another unrealistic aspect oh of this Oh my god. Film. The things that you're picking is unrealistic. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, oh, no, there was a movie I wanted to tell you about where, okay, for the for people who are listening and have ever seen those paddles on, like, ER where they're like, Claire, and they put them on their chest and zap them back and they jump yes. up and then they start shooting bad guys instantly. So those paddles... They never use them appropriately. N- no, never. So those paddles don't work if you've flatlined. They work if you're in V-fib. Right. Exclusively. Only. Yes. Ex- that is the only time you can use it. <laughs> I love it on ER shows when the when it, when their heart rate flatlines and like oh clear no, it's in cardiac arrest and then they they defibrillate. That doesn't it work. It doesn't <laughs> work. You have to be in VFib. But there is a great movie that my um, veterinary an- anesthesia teacher was telling me about. Where I think it's a Tom Cruise movie. He's like on the ground. <laughs> He's dead. He died. The woman's like over on top of him and is like crying. And I think, oh, it's right. His his brain was having fibrillations, which is not a thing. Oh my god! It's gosh. not a thing. His delta waves were in <laughs> chaos. Not a Basically thing. Basically REM sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like weeping and is like, live, damn it. And like does like, like precordial thump, like hits his chest. He jumps up and like starts shooting people. <laughs> so like that's basically what Vivica <laughs> Fox does in this movie. 
That's what medicine is all about, people. We do that. That's what we do. We could do that. We just choose not to. (laughs) That's why. Well, I wouldn't want to hurt my hand doing the precordial thump, right? Because like I'm gonna be a model soon for those. That's right, hand model. When that guy finally dies. All right, then we go to like the predictable. I saw this coming a mile away. Lookout point Mm -hmm. versus the hand. Things are getting steamy with the children. All right, have you ever known anyone in real life to have a city that had a lookout point? Uh. The town I went to high school in technically has a lookout point, but it doesn't look over the town. It just looks over a field. So you just go and you stare at a field? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> Oregon, people. Hey, babe, you want to go look at the no, field? No, it's like to look at the mountain <laughs> For and three stuff. hours. Is it like a place where people Your go Raleigh like Raleigh has up? great things to offer. It does. <laughs> no, it's literally on the side of the road. It's next to us, like a little neighborhood. It's adorable. That's just stupid. The answer to your question is no. I've never <laughs> known about that. Okay. You just had to talk about your fields. You're always talking about your <laughs> Oregon fields. And Jessica Alba. The two things I cannot stop talking about. You can't about. shut up. Anyway. So what's your point? The hand versus look up point. The hand wins. The hand starts grabbing boobs and snapping necks. Just oh, right, left yeah, and kisses right. Those, it, it kisses them. <laughs> it kills those two people dressed as kiss. <laughs> there you go. And there we there go. you go. And then we go to the Halloween party that is the best part of this whole movie. It's just the very, very 90s quintessential so I love Halloween party. How the hand gets into the school. I love it. And after it, oh my gosh, the, the bit with the principal. Oh, yeah. The principal is arguing with someone on the phone about how his debit card information isn't correct or his credit card information is correct. And he's like, no, it's this number. And he's like, all right, thank you. And then he immediately starts touching himself and talking seductively because he was obviously on one of those like phone sex chat lines. I just love that he was like yelling at them to like get a supervisor. (laughs) He's like, you idiot. That's not the right number. I'm a valued customer. Okay, we got this. All right. I'm a valued customer. Anyway, baby, what are you wearing? (laughs) What are you wearing? wearing? And then the hand starts crawling up his leg and he doesn't notice. Doesn't notice? And then the hand is like on his penis and he doesn't notice because his hand's down there. See, oh my God. It is an allegory for masturbation, no, people. It isn't. Because this hand literally jerks off this guy. It doesn't and jerk then him pops off. Pops out. No, but like it's implied. It's not it implied. Pops out of his pants <laughs> and then kills him. Okay, you know what? What website are you getting these allegories off of? I this, came up with this the on my Exorcist, own, and I think I'm correct. I think you're deluded. Oh my God. Okay, but you actually like this movie unironically. Oh, it's so, so next great. Question. Oh, it's so great. Okay, so wait. And so after that, now? the hand decides, I need I need to be more efficient in killing people because oh, yeah. I don't have a body anymore. So its solution is to sharpen each of its fingers <laughs> in a pencil sharpener. <laughs> Which is so disturbing. Oh, and like, how so small were this guy's fingers that they could yeah, fit into a pencil sharpener? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone thought about it when we were kids, right? Putting your finger in the pencil sharpener. No, just you, Chris. But you... <laughs> just me? Okay. But you couldn't actually do it because they your finger's too big. Yeah. <laughs> Those crafty pencil sharpener makers thought ahead. <laughs> They're like, this is about the size of a child's finger. Let's make them smaller. Although, when I was a kid in elementary school, we definitely had a pencil sharpener, like the manual ones oh, yeah. up on the wall. You could put you know? your fingers in those. I don't know if they still do that. 
You could totally fit your finger. Yeah, in but you'd have they, to really you'd do, like, commit size settings. You'd have to commit. Yeah, to, to sharpening your <laughs> finger. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty convicted about it. I don't, I don't think you'd have to be that convicted for an electric one, though. You could just be like curious for two seconds. Maybe if you just like smoked pot once. Well, don't. You would do it. There you go. Don't do that, kids. You will sharpen your hand and you will die. <laughs> and kill your parents. And kill your parents. Don't do it. So he sharpens his bones into <laughs> knives or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is also a good bit. So the druidic priestess comes across Anton. is like, I know how to help you. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. And like pulls out a knife and tries to stab him. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has to kill the host. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then they somehow come to a truce. I don't remember. And then she's like, okay, we have until midnight. And he's like, oh, that's great. It's only 9 p.m. He's, and she's like, no, not in druid time. <laughs> Yeah, and then her watch flips over, and there's a druid clock, and she's like, it's only in 15 minutes. six minutes, yeah. She's like, not in druid time. <laughs> we have 16. Druid time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> which was which was so unnecessary. Like, they didn't have to include her special little watch or say funny. that druids run on a different time. They could have just made it closer to midnight in the movie. How dumb would that have been? That this was a brilliant like, move. What was that? I love it. It was brilliant. It was so dumb. It was, it was so great, dumb. But it's supposed to be dumb. They know what they're doing. That's what's so great about all of this. They know that a hand, like killing a guy listening to a sex hotline and then sharpening his fingers on the pencil sharpener on his desk. Yeah, that might be a little over the top. Just a little bit. But they're gonna fucking do it. I mean, yes, I, I I hesitate to give a compliment to this film, but you are right. I mean, they do what they aim to do. I'm just saying I'm not the only one who likes this movie. Yeah, you and the other 11 people. There are dozens of us. That make the cult. Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> okay, so Anyways. let's introduce Tanya, shall we? Tanya is another characterless Tanya. female person with no lines that are important and you know she's blonde and she's really pretty and she's dressed like the devil to jessica alba's angel so you know she's gonna die pretty fast yep oh yeah she she has no chance of living she's gonna die pretty fast and i like i like how she died so like her and like peanut are like having a thing like (laughs) it's really cute they're like oh like they like each other and then she and every all hell breaks loose when the hand drops down and like scalps the lead singer of the offspring on stage and then everyone's like, <laughs> "Did the band have a name? It, that's the, an actual. That that's an actual band, The Offspring." Oh gosh, I'm so. Oh out my of god! Touch. Join us next week for our death metal podcast. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> yes, I know what le- I know what listening to death metal does to a person. It teaches you about the devil. Yeah, that's why all your examples of death metal bands have been ACDC and Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I know the biggies. Those aren't even death metal, as far as I understand. <laughs> Anyway, back to Tanya, the important blonde <laughs> devil. So they're like, mm-hmm. her and Pina are going to have a thing. Offspring dude gets scalped. People start taking this seriously, and they're like, we should go home. They're all trying to run. They, they <laughs> Instead of going outside, they like undo the fastens of a <laughs> of like an air vent. <laughs> and Jessica Al was like, are you well, sure? The this doors is- were locked. The hand had already locked oh, the doors. Oh, had it? But like you, oh, whatever. It was silly. But they, they start crawling through <laughs> these human-sized air vents, which I have yet to see in my life. 
which go- I don't think I've been does. looking. I've been looking my whole life for human-sized air vents, I, and they don't exist. I have no doubt about that. Or if that. they do, they're out of reach. But they climb through these. Yes. It's really, it's despicable. They climb through these. Well, they crawl through, and when they get into it, it's at, like, foot level. Yeah, it drops and down. And all of a sudden, they're a story up. I assume they, like, climb vertically for an unseen amount of time, just, like, Spider-Man style, like, through a smooth... Was there a ladder in these vents? No, I, I just assumed they did it with, like, their fingers, just like... Yet another unrealistic aspect <laughs> of this film. Adding up. Adding up! <laughs> and then they get to, like, obviously, it's a giant fan with very sharp blades. Very sharp blades. <laughs> in the middle of the air all vents. of these vents they, have them. They all do. Okay, if you're trying to tell me that every air vent does not have a sharpened fan blade in it, I don't believe you and I never will. Movies have taught me otherwise. Movies, have Movies don't lie. And so mm-hmm. Jessica Alba suddenly gets smart for, from, for the first time in the movie. She's been dating this guy with yes. blood all over him. He's never not had blood all over him. This whole He's <laughs> never been bloodless. Never. Um, she's like, Tanya's freaking out. She's, she manages to like fix the blade. She like puts a shoe in it and like jams it for a minute. She jumps down instantly. Tanya hesitates. Oh, no, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, no. Oh, no, Tanya. <laughs> and she, I, where does the rope come in? There's a rope. It was her whip or her tail or something. Was it? I thought she had a rope. I think it was her whip. I think she had a whip as part of her costume. What? I thought, no, but she got hung. Why would she have a whip yeah. as the devil? She's like 16. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much faith in humanity. She's 16. It's unrealistic that she would have a whip as part of her costume. But she's the devil. Why would the devil have a whip? I don't know, Kate. Yet another thing that's unrealistic about this movie. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> There's a rope. I thought she got like hung with a rope. Oh, wait. No, the yeah, hand. The hand threw down a rope. That's what it was. It was not part of her costume. But it was part of her no, costume. No, it wasn't. Sure. That's stupid. Yes, it totally oh, was. No, I'll fight you on this. We could just rewatch uh, it. There's evidence. I will rewatch it because I love this movie. I won't. <laughs> Let me know what happens. She jumps. She manages to jump down. She somehow gets like hung, but she's not dead. And then the fan blade turns back on. And instantly and she kills her. shoots up through the fan blade and splattered into a million pieces. It's great. It's gory. It's stupid. It's perfect. And then she screams. <laughs> Penub hears her scream from the vents. And it's like, gets really excited. He's like, that's Tanya. Let's save her. <laughs> it's really excited. And then they get there. They see all the gore and they're like, oh. It's just not too fair. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's all pissed. And it makes like, did you really think you were going to get any he tonight? It makes like, hey, you can go back if you want to get a piece. <laughs> Which I think is funny. <laughs> I think this Disgusting. movie had some actually really witty one-liners. Just like tucked in the gore and stupidness. It's some really witty mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's great. I love this movie. Anyway, let's get to the stupid crap now that I've argued how great this movie is for a very long time. The ending. Oh, now we'll get na- to the stupid now stuff. Now it's okay. going to get okay. stupid. So <laughs> the hand is now a puppet. I don't. Okay. I was so confused. I didn't care. I just went with it. <laughs> I was like, did the hand possess the puppet? They, they, oh, this is the part the Catholic Church wouldn't have liked. They didn't. They, no, they this didn't is the sponsor part. this part. Okay. 
Um, so somehow the hand gets into like a puppet in the workshop. Why Why are there puppets in the I don't know. It's like a little hand puppet. Well, it was in the art room first because it knocked Jessica Alba unconscious with a pot. Oh, that's right. That's right. Knocks Jessica Alba unconscious. <laughs> we find out she's the one that they're going to like suck into like a hell portal or something. Right. Yeah, because she's dressed like an angel and that's what you get. And so she mm-hmm. um, is strapped to a car in the workshop or something. There's a pentagram painted. To oh, the I love it. There's a pentagram on the ceiling. And then the puppet just starts raising the car towards the pentagram <laughs> as if that's supposed to be the portal. Yeah, it doesn't. It never Incredible. opens up. It's just paint. It's Yeah. She even touches it. Like she, she does. gets to the point where she's touching it and nothing nothing's happens. changed. They ran out of money. They're like, we're just going to. It's fine. We'll just squish her. They ran out of CGI mm-hmm. money. And so. They save the day by getting the bong. There's a giant bong, which is another great line where he goes, it's Mighty Joe Bong. (laughs) (laughs) And Penub keeps taking credit for having crafted it. Yes. And then they start smoking pot. The box. The devil. And and Anton stops trying to stop the puppet to take a hit (laughs) because it'll give him strength. Popeye. The marijuana. Oh, that's right. He makes a Popeye reference. Exactly. That's right. So he takes a hit of marijuana so that he can stop the puppet. Wait, which came first, this movie or Towley? I don't know. Do you know who Towley is? Mm. Join us next week for our South Park podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ta- oh, yeah, that's don't like the, the talking towel in South Park. Long get high. <laughs> I've never seen that either. I've seen like that's a, that's it. about. That's about it. That's Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> That's South Park. That's it. Okay. So we saved the day. Jessica Alba doesn't get smushed, but her dress gets ripped off, which is kind of funny. Yeah. She was already only in her underwear where she was on the car. Oh, yeah. We, we skipped that part. But he tries to save her. He's like, oh, I'll save you. Like, yanks down on her and just, like, rips her dress off. Because but, people have so, stopped watching. So she's in her underwear, <laughs> roped to the roof of this car. But the ropes are just, like, wraps around the car that include her. And they looked kind of loose. Like, she could honestly just wiggle out of it at any moment had she decided to. She also weighed, like, 70 pounds. So, yeah. Yeah. How did the hand do it? How did the hand drag her, put her on the car, wrap the rope around her? All five fingers. Before. (laughs) How many fingers do you need? Oh, my gosh. Anyways. So the priestess runs in, throws her knife, it stabs the hand into Mick. <laughs> Very anticlimactically and the hand explodes and the demon on purpose. Is vanquished. Yeah. And then I don't I got kind of confused. I think Mick was it Mick or Penub who like whacks the thing to bring the car down and he does it too quickly and it kills Anton. <laughs> He tries to bring the car back down, and he crushes Anton in the process. I think it was Penub. And for a little while, you're like, you don't even know what happened. I thought he was dead, and I got really excited. I was like, that's a great oh ending. <laughs> Just like, and <Anne's laughs> What dead. a great ending. But then they couldn't leave it there. No, they wasted it. Like, it'd actually be a funnier it. ending. Yeah. Yeah, because the portal to heaven opens up, right? Yeah. For Anton. And Mick and Penub are the ones who actually go through, and they bring the giant backpack bong with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we wake up in the hospital, and Anton just decided not to go to heaven. 
yeah. stay with his new that's, girlfriend. Apparently, that's a decision. So, but... It, so it is a decision, right? In the sense that Penab and Mick decided not to go, right? Because they were lazy. Yeah. But then they came back as zombies. So why does Anton, who was crushed by a car, get to just not go to heaven, but then like be healthy and okay? Unclear. I mean, healthy is a strong word. He's in like in a full body cast of the hospital. He's feeling great. He's in traction. <laughs> but he's alive and he's not a zombie. Uh, unclear. It doesn't really specify. Unclear. And then Mick and Penab are his... Guardian angels. Guardian angels. Yeah, it's like trying to make it cute, and that's the part where I'm like, oh, just like. Yeah, the ending, the ending was really at. disappointing yeah. and stupid. Fun fact, though, it's act. This is actually not the first ending that they made for the film, which you found out like <laughs> ten minutes before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> it's true. Well, no, I watched it. I watched the alternate ending because I wanted to know how they originally ended the film. And instead of going to the shop class, and instead of strapping Jessica Alba to the car. She gets all scared after her friend is killed, and she's trying to run away from the hand, and she ends up in the pool, the school swimming pool. Wait, in it? Like, swimming in it? No, like, you know, in the room with the pool, right? And so, in her attempt to hide, she climbs up onto the high board and just lays down (laughs) on on the diving board. And the hand is like, how convenient. (laughs) So, the hand gets up there. Scares her shitless by grabbing onto her leg. She pulls it off and then slips and falls. So she's dangling from the diving board. And then the pool, at first it looks like an ocean underneath her. Like it's literally got waves and it looks all ripply. Like it just looks like really terrible CGI. But then it turns into a big whirlpool that becomes a gateway to hell. Like it's this big fiery pit kind of thing. It's actually much better than just a pentagram painted to a ceiling. I, but I kind of like that it's just a pentagram painted to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so she's dangling over this pit of fire, and the hand comes over and starts jabbing her fingers with its little pin fingers oh, that's, that's to get her to cool. let go. Anton rushes in. Oh, damn it. And his, and his attempt to go and rescue her is thwarted by a bunch of arms that protrude from the walls and grab him and force him to stay against the Wait, wall. Wait, there are more hands now? A... There's That's hundreds of cheating. them. That's cheating. But their entire arms sticking That's out of the wall. Cheating. The druidic priestess shows up. She stabs one of the arms, letting Anton go, but she's trapped herself. She So he gets up there, pulls the hand off. The druidic, the druidic princess, uh, princess, uh, <laughs> priestess throws him the dagger. He stabs the hand, and it bursts into flames, and then it's done. But the portal didn't close because it still needs a soul. Oh, sure. And the fire, and the so the diving board is now on fire. So someone has to jump, and he says, "Hell doesn't deserve you, baby." And he jumps <laughs> into the pit of fire. But but before he hits the portal. The portal disappears and he just smacks into the concrete. <laughs> and he dies. Does he die? <laughs> he dies. That's <laughs> Then everyone else runs down. They're like, Anton, oh my God. <laughs> and then heaven opens up. And this time it lets down this really cheesy ladder or staircase. <laughs> And Mick and Penab are like, ah, stairway to heaven, I guess. And then they go and they start climbing it. And they look back, you coming, Anton? And he's dead. He's not responsive. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then it pretty much ends the same way where we wake up in the hospital and he's alive. He didn't go to heaven. Oh, man. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, but we skipped skipped the best line in the entire film, which is in the normal ending in the shop. After the um, priestess kills the hand, Uh she looks over at the pretty blonde boy, you know, the guy with the Ford who listens to death metal and stuff. (laughs) And she's like, and now for the ritualistic sex. (laughs) (laughs) And that, (laughs) he's game, obviously. Yes. He's like, I have been through a lot for this lady. Yeah, I've des- I've earned I've this. Earned this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that alternate ending because that sounds bonkers and hilarious. Yeah, I thought the alternate ending was actually a lot better. I mean, I, the puppet comes me. out of nowhere, but I like like I it's crazy and I like it. I could do with both. Just put them both in there. Don't explain it. Just put them both in there. Yeah, just do it twice. <laughs> twice. Kill him twice. <laughs> I just want to see his oh dumb face just hit cement. Because he's terrible. All right. So, yeah, that that's, that's Idle that's Hands. <laughs> okay. Basically a load of so garbage. So, we're, we're about to fight because now it's time we're, to figure out our overall scoreboard ranking. Are we about to fight? This is obviously number three. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Get behind me for no. a second. So, right now, the scoreboard is number one, Creep. Yeah. And number two, The Exorcist. Yeah. You, I'm imagining you want to put Exorcist at number three. You're not going to like what I have to say. And put Idle Hands at two. No, you're not going to like what I have to say. You want Idle Hands to be number (laughs) one? Number one. Oh, my God. (laughs) Number one. Number one. Absolutely not. I will will not tolerate that. (laughs) Okay. Justify your decision for me for a second. Okay. It knows exactly what it's doing the whole time. It knows it's stupid, and it just does it. Knows it. it's a it's piece like, of oh, garbage. you think that's stupid? Well, watch this. The whole movie <laughs> is just crazy and weird and entertaining. It has this crazy watchability about it. It's not trying to be like especially scary, or it's just doing its own thing. It's like a horror comedy masterpiece. And it's just pure fun. I just think it's really fun. And it's got like a Halloween atmosphere to it. I love Halloween-y things. I've, I've already started decorating. It is not Halloween yet. Oh, my God. You are out I'm of control. out of control. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you in the sense that it does have a watchability. Like, you could put it on in the background while you're carving pumpkins kind of movie. You know. No, you got to give this the respect it deserves. Full attention. How dare you? Full attention. Like, how, anyone texting on their you? phone during this movie is going to get a hand slapped. It's a work of art outrageous i so i refuse to to accept putting this at number one i'm putting my foot down absolutely not this is what you're gonna put, you know you don't you can't do that every time you're gonna you have to really care you have to really hate this movie i do really care because this is bullcrap <laughs> because you know what because we this is the same thing we talked about with creep last week is that creep knew exactly what it was doing it did it very elegantly it was actually you know not scary but it was scarier by a long yeah. shot yeah it was it was creep was an actual horror film in my I opinion. I consider this a genre and, of horror. <laughs> a genre, the fact that you have to modify it like it that. It is. Well, they're different. Well, okay. It's not it's I don't think this is horror. It's it's gory. It's definitely it's definitely a genre of horror, but like campy horror is its own is thing. Is hocus pocus a genre of horror no, to you? No, but we're definitely going to cover hocus pocus if you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's is, happening. It, it's just gory and weird and stupid, and there's a lot of, like, 
really stupid things that I want. I couldn't, you can't tell always if they're plot holes or if they were intentional, which is probably why you like it because you think it's intentional, (laughs) all of these things. But Creep was far better made. It was much more elegantly done. It was much more creative. It was way more clever. It had far more depth to it. It actually scares you at points. Okay. Creep has to be number one. I refuse to put Idle Hands at number one. Listen. I will put Creep at number one because I love Creep. Not because I'm agreeing with you, but because. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) No monster. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we're all right. I'll laugh. This Creep. Idle Hands, The Exorcist. Are you serious, yeah. though? Okay, The Exorcist was worth talking about, but it's so dated, and it's, eh. I mean, everyone should watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be like, oh, let's just sit down and watch The Exorcist tonight. It has no rewatchability for me. This does. Okay. Creep does. No, I'll agree with you there. Like, yeah, I, I have no intention of ever watching no, The Exorcist I'm never going again, just because it wasn't. Like, yeah. I'm glad I watched it. I'm definitely gonna put yeah. things below it. Absolutely. But this, eh, not yes. this one. I think this was really good. <laughs> and I have, there's dozens of us who think it's great. Dozens. <laughs> All right, I will give, okay, I'll give Compromise. you that. I refuse to put it at number one. All right. And I, I sh- think it, it should be number three. I no. think it should be below The Exorcist. But I will, I, I will agree. Let's put it at number two. Okay, I think Creep was really well done. I think this was well done in its own way. No, in it its wasn't. Own it way. was done. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, it was done. <laughs> I'm going to get, okay, you need to be educated. Completed. You need to be educated. This is You're showing your flaws. You're showing the fact that <laughs> you have never seen. You are showing your bias, though. Like, I am coming into this with a fresh understanding of oh, horror films. So you naive. are filled with all these preconceptions of what horror films should be. And I'm here to tell you, nope. I can't wait to go to my doctor and him be like, all right, you really, you have like hella diabetes. I'm like, you know what? That's just your preconception from your medical degree. That's just- <laughs> You're biased. That is so different. I no, 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 no. I absolutely refuse to hear that argument. You are full of crap. You are going to diagnose so many animals with diabetes. I am. It's just my preconception. It's science. Get off. Get off this podcast right now. All right. You know what? Anyways, creep, we have reached a consensus. Creep and then idle hands creep. and then yes, the exercise. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. Next week, we're going to watch Hereditary. It's a 2018 horror drama film about a family that uncovers deep, dark, scary secrets from their past. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I know that we're watching it next week, so. Okay. You're allowed to watch it with another person. I'll allow that. Thank you so much. Because I know you're going to do it anyway. For that. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) So there you go, people. Thank you for watching Thank you for watching. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our very academic breakdown of Idle Hands. If you guys are interested in joining our club, it's really easy. You just hit the subscribe button on your iTunes, on your podcast app, whatever, and then you just follow us, and we're going to do a different horror movie every week. You can also follow us. We have a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Twitter that we're going to be doing, sharing things all week long. All week, all week long. long. If you like this podcast, which obviously you do because you've because it's like it out an hour episodes. and thirty minutes, and you're still here, <laughs> and you're still here, uh, we would super appreciate it if you could give us a good rating on iTunes. But not just because that helps us, but it'll just make you feel like a good person. Because if you like this film, that means probably other people will like this film also. Yeah, let's <laughs> add to the twelve people who like this movie. Incredible. I guess that's it. 
if you have any movies that you want us to cover, you can email it to us. We have an email address. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Do you have any last thoughts? Any last words? We've talked too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for me to go to bed now. (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes our weekly meeting, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.